Presented here is a free teaser for this month's edition of the Top Rope Nation Classics Patreon bonus podcast. Every single month, we release a deep dive on a classic wrestling event as voted on by our supporters on Patreon. Presented here is a 15-minute preview of that podcast, which released Thursday on Patreon. It's a true historical deep dive. The only place to hear these shows in full? Join the Patreon page for just $5 per month. The link is right here in the podcast description. Patreon is the best way to support the show. We are confident you will enjoy the content we're offering, all the bonus content over on Patreon. For just $5 per month, not only do you gain access to the monthly Top Rope Nation Classics bonus podcast on Patreon, you also receive access to a weekly bonus podcast, Top Rope Nation Extra. The only way to hear Top Rope Nation Classics every month and Top Rope Nation Extra every single week is by supporting us on Patreon. That's five bonus shows per month for $5 plus other benefits like access to our show notes every week, voting on which events we cover for classics, and more. So click that link in the episode description and read all about it over on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash topropenation and enjoy this special free preview of this month's retro show. We're back again with another edition of Top Rope Nation Classics here exclusively on our Patreon page. It's Ryan, Justin, and Kyle going back in time 15 years for ECW One Night Stand 2006 as voted on by our patrons. We've all watched the show over the last couple of days. We've done some research on it. We're ready to relive it with all of you. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, Kyle Ross. You've been texting us as as usual, getting ready for this one. This crowd from ECW One Night Stand 06 has given you strength. You're ready for the podcast. I am, man. You know, we're getting live crowds back uh, here in July of 2021, uh, getting ready to at least. And uh, oof, I don't think any of are going to be that good. No. Because they were <laughs> I, that highly doubtful. I mean, yeah, I mean, especially a WWE crowd, man. It's 15 years, you know. We did WrestleMania 22 earlier this year uh, for Top Rope Nation Classic. But watching this show, I, I I know it's only 15 years, but God, it WWE would never do something like this, I feel now. Right? Yeah, it was not a safe show for them to do. No, it's, it's just, it just the feels first like, time and the second time, yeah. Yeah, a world away, man. Mm-hmm. Justin, I don't, I don't know when the last time you would have seen this show is. Uh, I think, weren't you in kind of one of your wrestling dark periods in 2006? I was. I was in one of my dark periods. Um, so I think the first time I saw this was kind of when the network came around. I, I don't know really how else I would have seen it because I don't recall being able to rent it or anything like that. But 
uh, yeah, really good. Um, you know, <laughs> they didn't have it at Blockbuster. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, as far as like you know, kind of watching this with the with an eye on crowds coming back to WWE here very shortly. Uh, they won't be as hot as this crowd, but they probably also won't be near as homophobic. Think, <laughs> fingers crossed, anyways. <laughs> I was thinking that I was as I was watching this. It was like a lot of these chants just all, they kind of make you uncomfortable. You know, fifteen years later, so many middle fingers. Never seen so many middle fingers in my life. <laughs> it's just yeah, that doesn't make you uncomfortable. Yeah, there was some stuff, but no, man. I mean, I don't know. I the middle passion. fingers don't really as much. Yeah, but yeah. Some of the crowd. Yeah, passion, man. I mean, it just. You know, people that care. I mean, we just got through a post-show, Hell in a Cell 2021, where literally for every match, we just decried, I don't care. Mm -hmm. This crowd cared, man, particularly about that main event. Kyle Swallows. Oh, there we go. (laughs) Um, You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. So, so what we like to do on these shows? That was uh, bourbon. Ooh, what are you drinking, by the way? If you're not watching the video, I realize that I can't like just. Sometimes I do these things, and I realize that you know, like ninety percent of the people aren't watching the video. Yeah, a uh, rabbit hole, kind of a new kid on ooh. the block over in yeah, Louisville. Yeah, I've heard of that one. Yeah. Nice, Justin. Uh, Justin, what do you got in the glass? Uh, for the first time ever, I just uh, tasted a little bit of Elijah Craig and. God damn, you weren't lying. That is oh, yeah. really good. good I, I do think I actually like it just a, a tinch better than Four Roses. It's a, it's a little bit more smooth, I think. A little easier mm-hmm. to drink. I agree. A little sweeter. Nice. And Justin, last night, he was he had picked up some Elijah Craig bourbon and some Four Roses, and he was saying on our text thread, what should I drink while I watch this RVD match? And I said, Four Roses, because RVD is into the plants. It makes Ooh. sense, right? So yep. enjoyed the Four Roses last night. I have, I've got beer. I thought about grabbing some bourbon. I figured you guys would, but I, I got my usual pseudo Sue toppling Goliath. Easy to drink. Keep the, uh, the whistle wet as we go through this one. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we kind of set the stage for 2006 a couple of months ago because we reviewed WrestleMania 22. So actually these kind of tie together nicely because RVD won the money in the bank at WrestleMania 22. We did that show a couple of months ago. If you haven't heard it, check the archives here on Patreon. Uh, but now we're moving forward. What a good RV- show that was, by the way. Yeah, that was to cut you off. I apologize. WrestleMania 22 was okay too, but our podcast was just yeah had tremendous. the live perspective from being at the event, so yeah. it made it a little, a little bit more unique. So here we are, two months later. We're doing ECW One Night Stand. It's when RVD cashes in. Uh, as far as like the state of our fandom, I'm, we've kind of already covered that. You can go back and listen to that show on the podcast if you want to hear about what we were doing in 2006. I think the bigger question here is. Let's talk about our fandom of the original ECW. Uh, and if you remember kind of Sunday, when we started June 11, 2006. And now, ECW. One night stand! Hello to all my fans of listening around the globe and here at the Hustle Live in Midtown, Mississippi, are you 
We are live at the Hammerstein Ballroom in Manhattan. It's 2,460 fans, a sellout. Uh, this show on pay-per-view did 304,000 buys globally. That was down from 333,000 the year prior. Now, if you look at the two events, and I guess we can kind of address this now as we start the event. I think just right off the top, you know, the 2005 one-night stand is really hard to beat. Uh, and we'll, we, might, we might reference that here and there throughout the show. But the first edition of this, the year prior, it just, it was so different. It was truly a reunion show. You didn't really know what to expect. And when they went on the air, you know, kind of like this one, you get the, the old ECW banners. You got the old entranceway. You got the old ECW graphics. You've got the old referees, even the same people working around the ring. They, all the details were the same. It's a WWE ring, but they've got the ECW canvas on it. And they kept all of that for 2006, so it's very authentic. It still has that reunion feel, although this one, the 2006 version, has more WWE tie-in, I think, than the than the previous year. The previous year, they had WWE talent on it, but it was people with ties to ECW, you know, whereas this one, they're bringing in John Cena, you know, of course, for the WWE Championship match. Uh, they're bringing in Edge and so on, so, uh, Jerry Lawler. I guess Jerry Lawler was involved with the original ECW here and there too, but it, it just has more. This event has more of a WWE CW feel to it. And that's because they were launching the new ECW. Yes, I was going to say, and that is yeah. because why? <laughs> yes, there's a good reason for that. Yeah. So WWE CW was getting ready to debut. Uh, I think it was Wednesday nights, wasn't it? Uh, the or was it Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. The following Tuesday after this, so two nights later, uh, the previous week they had done like a WWE versus ECW special to get ready for that. And then the show proper was started the Tuesday after this. And there are really no words to describe how shitty that show on Tuesday was. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> Did not hold many people's interest for very long. It was very bad. The zombie worked. We, yeah, we did get Kelly Kelly out of it. That is true. And CM Punk. Yeah. Yep. CM Punk. Cutting we definitely got the zombie. <laughs> the zombie was very bad. Yeah. So, I mean, people had kind of high hopes for it. They scheduled a ton of live events for the, the new ECW <laughs> brand uh, right off the bat. I mean, but WWE's fingerprints were all over it. And very yeah. quickly, it was very clear it was not, not going to be anything like the original. No. And uh, it's funny what it became after everyone was really sad and it wasn't ECW anymore and it became kind of the precursor to NXT where mm -hmm. they, you know, have the guys get ready for Raw Spectrum. That was a good idea. And, but it, it was never going to be the original ECW because Vince McMahon ultimately is calling the shots. It's why mm -hmm. Raw and SmackDown really are never very different because Vince McMahon ultimately calls the shots. So it's easy to say it now, but it needs to be said. It was a poor idea. Yeah. Three brands? Yeah. Especially when, you know, this one is not going to live up to what so many people want. It, mm -hmm. it would have been interesting if uh, Shane McMahon had gotten his way because he had wanted to put it on the internet where maybe they would have had a little bit more leeway to actually be uh, a little bit more violent, uh, kind of like the original ECW. Straight. Poor Shane McMahon. This was the time period where all of his ideas were soundly rejected. 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. That's had, true. Isn't he it? had that three to four year run where just you know that Shane thought this and this never happened, and he winds up leaving the company. Yeah, he was out. But I mean, all of that said, I do think the 05 edition of the show is is uh, is a better one. But this is a pretty damn good event uh, as we're about to get into. It still has it still has the hype. It's got the hardcore fans. It's got one of the most incredible crowds you will ever see. Uh, at least in the modern era for live professional wrestling. Yeah. And, you know, RVD, who, as you mentioned at the top, Ryan, reminded our listeners who listen to the WrestleMania uh, podcast, he wins money in the bank there. And he says, I'm going to cash in at this show. And it kind of justifies the existence of this show, even before um, the they got the idea to restart the brand right like right. just the idea that rvd is like hey i want it in this venue against you um one of my favorite cashins of all time you know really <laughs> beats the standard heel sneaking in again mm-hmm. absolutely so i love how that original ecw theme song that starts off the show incredible mm-hmm. i mean that is one of the best wrestling television theme songs of all time very very happy they always kept that um the intro was sweet with the old footage and everything uh we get paul Heyman in the ring welcoming although, everyone to the show yeah although and of course no licensed music this year that's a big difference from all five oh yeah um Thunder Kiss 65 on the old, like when I first, that was another thing that caught me too. The white zombie song that used to be played in the theme. In addition to what you're referencing, mm-hmm. you talk about getting you somebody fired up for a TV show. Fucking Thunder Kiss 65. Now <laughs> that <laughs> is a song. Yeah. Uh, are we sure that uh, this isn't a network thing that, that they didn't actually have the actual music for the original broadcast? Yeah, I almost, pulled out, I almost pulled out my DVD recordings because I recorded this on a DVD recorder at the time and I still have them. Um, but I found I found some original reports online that confirmed it. Yeah, they didn't okay. have the licensed music, but they did the year prior. Like Sandman came out to Metallica the year before and we yeah, know and WWE is. It. Yeah, we know WWE is not shy about having Metallica on their broadcast. <laughs> They've done it numerous times, but for for whatever reason, I guess Triple H wasn't involved this time. Um they didn't do it. So yeah, whatever. They should have because without as we're gonna get to later in the show, without Metallica for the Sandman, it's just not the same, is it? Yeah. Same with Man in or the Box. Allison and Tommy. for a dreamer. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Desperado for Terry Funk. Yep. The only good Eagles song ever. <laughs> Fucking Eagles, man.